Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human Podcast, a podcast created to help you get out of your head and into your life. That is, if you want to have more fun, freedom, happiness, peace of mind, and success whilst squeezing the juice out of every area of your life. Join Jackie Ford every Thursday and listen in to her warm Scottish tones, wise heart and wonderful sense of humour as she interviews guests and discusses what it means to be unashamedly human. Hi everyone and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast. My name is Jackie Ford. I am a coach, mentor, trainer, human being, working in Scotland but actually sort of working globally at the same time too. I am absolutely delighted with my guest today. I first came across this beautiful soul via Instagram. I kept reading these beautiful posts that were just so elegantly written and with such heart. And then there was these beautiful little pictures to go along with it, usually of this particular person all over the world doing things, living her life, being in the moment. And there was one particular post and it was dolphins. She was in Bali and there were, you know, she got so excited that there were dolphins that we actually started communicating directly. And I asked her to be a guest on the podcast. She goes by the name on Instagram as Wellbeing Writer. She is holding you know, a summit at the moment, the Self-Discovery Summit, that she'll tell us a bit more about during the podcast. But she also has this incredibly interesting story about her journey. And as we all know by now on the Unashamedly Human podcast, change happens from insight. Permanent, long-lasting change happens by insight. It does not happen through the intellect. So everyone, I'm really delighted to have Nicole Barton with me. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you very much. Wow, what an introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Now I feel like I've got loads to live up to. (laughs) Yeah, you you do, but never mind. (laughs) Nicole, can can you tell people a little bit about you and, and, and your journey? to become essentially unashamedly human. Yeah, definitely. How long we got? <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's, it's really lovely to kind of be here to share, because I love sharing my story. And I think um, it can be really helpful for people who are kind of either going through the same thing or just trying to make sense of different things. Because obviously, you know, the three principles um, that we share kind of applies to every all of life, really. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I, I guess framing it around some topics when we're human is is kind of useful. So um, yeah, I first came across the principles when I was kind of suffering in my relationships, and so actually I was I was getting married, um, and it was <laughs> so that sounds like you wouldn't be suffering. It was actually a pretty traumatic wedding for me um, because my um, in-laws hated me and they kind of they actually told me that they hated me <laughs> in fact they my, my mother-in-law kind of came up to me before the wedding it was a week before and she said I'm not going to lie Nicole I've, I've never liked you but I'm going to try and um, because of stuff that I'll, I'll go into in, in a little while I had kind of always felt that I wasn't enough so at that time I kind of didn't really understand the principles and kind of just gave her this hug and and said oh thank you for trying that really means a lot to me (laughs) and um so yeah it was it was quite traumatic for me um and I'd kind of I kind of always really tried to make people like me and that that's what I'd always kind of strive to do and I think 
now looking back where that kind of comes from is some of the thinking that I kind of picked up or the stories or narratives I created when I was young because when I was four is kind of when my suffering I would say started my experience mm. of suffering um my dad left it was my first day of school and my dad left the uh, family home and kind of dipped in and out of my life really mm. um on and off from from there um but it was also the same week we were meant to pick up my adopted sister Mariana from Romania and she never got to come so I got this little red fluffy case all <laughs> wrapped up for her even though she was younger than me and I <laughs> she wouldn't have used it but um, but yeah, so I'd kind of picked up this narrative that that was somehow about me and that I wasn't enough. And from there, really, I just kind of strived my entire life to be to be more, to be worthy. Um, and I think I kind of became a little bit of a perfectionist because of that narrative as well. So I'd always just worked really hard to make sure that people liked me or to make sure that I was, you know, enough at school or doing, doing my best. And so at the age of 10, I burnt out with chronic fatigue syndrome. Wow, um, so young. I know, it's such a young age to, to have, yeah, to have such a debilitating thing. So I actually couldn't walk for a year uh, and I missed a year of school. Um, so yeah, that was all, I think, again, all kind of tied into this narrative that I wasn't enough and I was always just striving really, really hard so much that I had a lot of thinking that, that I needed to be more and, and burnt out with that really. Um, and so at that point I got kind of carted around to various psychologists, psychiatrists, um, and yeah, was always again trying to be fixed. <laughs> so again, this is another kind of narrative that I picked up was like, you're broken and, and you need fixing. So from there, I did actually manage to kind of get, get over the chronic fatigue. Um, and then and there were, you know, various incidents throughout, throughout life. So like when I was 17, my dad bought me slim fast for my 17th birthday and I got an, eat, I got an eating disorder because Kind of again it was like reinforcing that you're not enough you're not you're not thin enough <laughs> and um and eventually again at the age of 24 i think or 23 i burnt out and again with chronic fatigue um and lost my job and and so there was a lot of kind of basically suffering i would say throughout throughout all that time um which I later came to see was based on a misunderstanding. But <laughs> even still at that, at that age, when I lost my job, I kind of threw myself into self-help because I was still operating from the idea that I needed fixing. Um, so I went and trained in meditation, in yoga, in aromatherapy, reflexology, Reiki, you know, anything, <laughs> anything self-help you can name that I, I probably trained and qualified in. <laughs> And, um, and then I came across the principles and it was kind of like a breath of fresh air because all of a sudden, and I'd had all of this space, which was kind of helping me to begin to see something different, but, but it, it wasn't until I came across the principles and understood more about how the mind worked that I then completely settled. Um, so it was, yeah, it was pretty, pretty special to kind of get to there. And then from there, I just had so many different insights. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, thank you for sharing that, Nicole. Um, <laughs> do you know, when I first heard you share your story, I was like, oh God, me too. Oh God, yeah. me too. Oh God, me too. You know, there are elements of your story that are just so familiar and there are elements that are not. But 
the compound, as Sid Bank calls it, you know, like the principles of mind, thought and consciousness are a compound with these sort of three elements of, of seeing. All of our suffering comes from that space. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and innocently, so innocently, we do the best that we can. So, you, you know, I mean, how devastating for a young child you know, at the age of four to start her first day at school and her dad's not there and, you know, there's a sister coming that then just doesn't come. How easy it is for us at that age to internalise and create a story that then becomes almost like the the backdrop to the rest of our life. Yeah. You know, and it's just done so, so innocently. Yeah, I know. And then to see it so differently. Mm it kind of just changes everything and I've kind of been trying to see it differently all of that time <laughs> by throwing myself into self-help but it was almost like I was forcing mm. myself to see it differently I didn't really fundamentally believe that it was it you know it could be different I was mm-hmm. and what I mean by that I guess was when I came across the principles I began to see that actually you know uh relationships all kind of look different to everybody and and I had made my dad leaving look like it meant something about me mm-hmm. whereas really it just meant something about his thinking in the moment that he left and you know how he responded was always based on his thinking and how I responded to that was based on my thinking I remember hearing I think it was Rudy Kennard um talking about how we can only ever be in relationships with our thinking rather than yeah. <laughs> with the other person <laughs> And that was kind of like, oh. <laughs> and, and that's what I love. You're, you're laughing. You know, there's there's a sense of humour about all of this yeah. rather than a, a darkness, which I imagine was, again, part of that um, tapestry of, of, of living for you. That yeah. Because these events had happened and you had innocently internalised it and thought it meant something about you. Yeah there was almost like a cloud, a dark cloud above you that you were constantly trying to bat away or get rid of. Yeah, it was really, it did feel really heavy. It was, you know, Mm. I I suffered with anxiety. I suffered with depression. There were loads of things that, and and I was constantly looking for something to fix that. But then when I came across the principles, it was like, oh, I'm not broken. These are just anxious thoughts. These are just depressed thoughts. And it kind of makes sense where they're coming from. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) (laughs) and and that just changed it it it, not only did those anxious and depressed thoughts kind of fall away by themselves there wasn't anything for me to do you know with (laughs) self-help but it's yeah they just kind of yeah they I saw through them I was like oh they don't really mean anything it's perfect I mean like you you know I I became a self-help junkie (laughs) (laughs) constantly looking outside of myself to try and, and fix me because I thought I was the problem not recognizing innocently I just had this strange relationship to thought you know I just didn't understand it and because I didn't understand it through my NLP training and hypnotherapy training and everything else that I did it was about trying to fix manage sort forget manipulate thought but I did it all so seriously yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) this is what people do isn't it because they think they have an idea that the person they think they are needs fixed that it becomes like a project yeah were you a project 
I was. I used to sit in front of the mirror and do my affirmations. <laughs> I am worthy. <laughs> I am worthy. <laughs> and I'd kind of, yeah, it was, it was quite funny when you look back on it and you realize that the, for me, I realized that the affirmations were just the truth underneath all the thinking that I didn't think they were. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I think that's quite, for me, that was so powerful. It was like, oh, I, I was never broken. Yeah. That's huge, isn't it? Yeah. You can't so, fix something that's not broken. Yeah. So why try? Why try? <laughs> I know. I mean, there's a, there's an old story that I tell. You know, like I, I did. I, I lived in this in this space, beautiful space, for most of my life. When I was nursing, you know, I was growing up and I was nursing, and you know, I was a midwife. And then when I joined the corporate sector, I kind of got a wee bit lost. Mm. But at the same time I did that, I was having children, moving house, getting married, you know, it was a lot of life events happening yeah. at the same time, a tsunami of life yeah. events. And so I just got a bit, my grounding was just, you know, it was a bit shaky and my state of mind was lower and I was tireder. And so I was just a wee bit more apt to believe in what I was thinking. And I didn't know this understanding then. Yeah. And I remember one particular day, Nicole, we, I have three daughters or we have three daughters. And at the time they were like, six four and two and a half and we, we used to take them on a Saturday morning and we'd go to the bookstore in the bookstore there was always a Starbucks or a Costa so we'd look around the yeah. books and then we'd have a hot drink and you know it was just like a wee Saturday morning thing yeah and I remember one particular Saturday we were in the book section mm. and um Jerry my husband likes science fiction books and the children were in the children's section and I was where I always am when I'm in a bookshop, or I always was when I was in a bookshop. And Jerry said to the girls, where's your mum? And at the age of six, four and two and a half, my kids turned around to their father and said, mum's in the self-help section. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it, you know, it, yeah, it, but that's, where, that's where, where I was, and they knew that. Yeah. And I remember being in a bookshop with my my eldest daughter Megan who's now 26 and she turned around to me and she pushed me halfway along the store and she said why are you not in the self-help section <laughs> <laughs> this time I was in looking at cookie books and something else and she said you don't look at them mum you look at this and I thought no that's an old idea of who you think I am yeah. you know yeah. that that's who I was but with this understanding, it's completely changed. And I yeah. wonder how often people, um, Nicole, remember you as you were and not who you yeah. are now. And how, what's the dynamic of that? Yeah, it's interesting because I think for me, when, when I first came across the principles, I kind of wanted to share it with everyone as well. So I was almost like, no, look over here. This is... <laughs> That didn't go down so well. <laughs> I think a lot of people do that. I don't think you were alone there. <laughs> I eventually came to see that we don't actually need to do that as well because if, if you know if we're changing, uh, it does like you say it changes the dynamic. Um, actually, within my marriage, it kind of it did change the dynamic and. And I think what I heard in the principles was that you can make anything work. So for a long time, um, even though that wasn't kind of happy. Um, well, I mean, actually, I say that I did find some some peace within it because of obviously the understanding. But I think I thought that 
you could just make anything work. And, and that's the kind of message I was hearing. Whereas actually I also then came to realize through kind of just to keep seeing deeper was it was actually yeah we can make anything work but also we are human so there's an element of we still get to create a life that we want mm -hmm. and so yeah my husband didn't really get it and so and and not that he needed to um but we were just different different people in human forms I guess <laughs> and well that's how it looked to me you know ultimately we are still all the same and I could see that underneath you know there was still a love there but it just looked like for me, I, I wanted to go and play in a different <laughs> corner of the world, literally, because he didn't want to travel and I did. And and so eventually I did end up kind of getting divorced. And and I, I guess for me, it's like this, this is kind of a process of self-rediscovery. And that's why I talk about that in the summit, because, and there's kind of two sides to that for me. It's like, well, who are we beyond all thought? Mm. And, and can we tap into that and and see that that's kind of the truth of of everything but also like who do we want to be who do we want to play in being and that's kind of why I love what I love about your podcast it's like we're human yeah <laughs> we're, just so for it. <laughs> we're human and we still have that element of choice and and I remember chatting to Jenny Anderson um when I was making the decision about um whether to whether to leave or whether to stay and and she said something I and she did I think it was um is it Terry Rubenstein that she had heard it from herself um I might be wrong on that but um she had said because I was saying well what, how do I make a decision because <laughs> it looked like I needed to make a decision and she mm -hmm. said um you don't need to make a decision but a decision will be made and I loved that because it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do have choice. But at the same time, it's, it's still all happening for us. And we think we think it's us making it happen as it as it happened. It did just kind of eventually come to its own natural end. Absolutely. Nicole, you, you touched on a couple of really beautiful points there. The fact that we're human mm. and we all have our own unique preferences. There are things that I like that you won't like. There are things that I like to eat that you won't like to eat. It's just we yeah. have this unique expression, just yeah. as our, our human form is a unique expression of, of you know, th this, this infinite energy that we all come from. Yeah. We're all going to be in different parts of the bookstore. <laughs> exactly. And you can move from one part to the other part. Yeah. You know, we don't have to hold on to that label of... I am anxious. I have an eating disorder. I am divorced. I, you know, yeah. I don't want to travel. There's movement, you know, see the movement, see the playfulness. And that's yeah. what I'm hearing. And, you know, again, this is why this podcast was created because I kept seeing people get stuck in the story of who they think they are, even yeah. within, you know, the, the community mm. of people who know this understanding yeah. But there was still a stuckness to it and it was very serious. And I thought, oh my God, life is such fun. Yeah. You know, with it. You know, I was speaking to someone the other day there, um, one, of, one of my clients, and she was talking about her purpose and, you know, what she wants to do. And this is her purpose. And I said, you know, <laughs> this is your purpose for now. I said, you know, this isn't going to be written as an epitaph on your gravestone. <laughs> you know, you don't have to give yourself such a hard time that that that's all that you do, that's all that you want to do. And yeah, that's actually, I had the same with another client. It's like we need to figure out what our purpose is, and it's like, well, it can be anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's there's fun with that. It's like, yeah, it's unknown, but you know, we could be anything we want to. We can create anything we want to. 
Um, yeah. And I had Michael Neal on my summit the other day, actually, which was, oh. which was fun because he obviously talks about that a lot. It's, you know, he's all about kind of creativity. And so, yeah, it was, it was an interesting conversation about, about that. Mm, yeah I'm looking forward to listening to, to, to some of the people you had on it I haven't had a chance yet but I will have a chance um, yeah. next week and I will I will comment on it for you because it's a lovely I love when people hear them to do something Nicole like you heard you were to do this your story is about rediscovering yourself like we can mm. never lose ourselves. <laughs> we just yeah. cover it up with erroneous thought you know That's it. yeah you know but it's always there this unique expression of who you are and you listened to that and you decided that this was something you wanted to do and you've mm. done it. You followed it through. You didn't second guess yourself. You didn't stop yourself. Yeah. There was a flow. There was a flow in this is what I'm going to do. And there was yeah. And I think when we say it like that as well, it can seem like it was super easy. <laughs> like that we didn't have any thinking that was like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, but what if nobody tunes in and listens or whatever, you know, <laughs> that's still going on. But I think it's just like showing up and doing it anyway, because it's not, you know, it doesn't mean anything when we have those thoughts. I know. It's like my podcast. Honestly, I just create. I mean, yeah. at the beginning, I was doing it every week and I was really good. And then every now and again, I get excited by something else. And I wander away and I do something else. And I always come back yeah. to it. And recently, I've been very good. <laughs> so I've been doing it every week. Not that it means I'm bad if I'm not doing it, but, you know, the <laughs> yeah. of what I'm saying. Yeah. Please don't take my word seriously, people. Um, <laughs> And it's been amazing to see the global reach of this podcast is yeah. unbelievable. Like last year, there was over 45,000 downloads wow. all over the world. Yeah. Oh, you know, from, from Greenland to the Russian Federation, you know, and I'm looking, <laughs> wow, all these people are listening to my witchy laugh and they're listening to <laughs> and other people. And I just think that's beautiful. Like I, I, I did it because it's just something I'm meant to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think what I love about that is that it's almost like when, when the truth's on display and there's a beautiful feeling of kind of wisdom that comes with the conversations, it's kind of like people get attracted to it because it's, you know, we, we are naturally wired to look for what brings us back to balance and so mm -hmm. that's what I find in a lot of these conversations when they have that beautiful energy it's kind of just dropping us back into really what the three principles is it's mm -hmm. like that beautiful wisdom that we all have and it's just kind of like dropping people out of their heads and back into their hearts almost with these conversations I feel mm -hmm. and if you listen to the intro that's what it talks about <laughs> to get out of your head and into your heart you know it's beautiful thank you thank you for for recognizing that in all the conversations you're having too with people mm. we need more and more women in particular sharing this understanding so I'm delighted that you know that, that you're sharing as widely and as openly and as publicly as you are because the more that we show up and do that, the more that people are going to hear. And, you know, it's not up to us who hears or how they hear, if they hear, if they yeah. don't hear. But at least we're showing up and not being afraid of being visible. Yeah. To do that. Yeah, that's so true. Mm. Yeah. So you write beautifully, Nicole. How can oh. you write so beautifully? I mean, honestly, <laughs> people, check out what Nicole's writing about. And I know she's writing a book as well at the moment. She just... Yeah. There's such a feeling of love when you write. 
Oh, thank you. It's funny because it's like, again, it's one of those things that just flows like you talk about. It's like, it just comes from nowhere. (laughs) It's almost like this download of... download a little little bit of wisdom um because I write poetry but I also am writing a book like you say about about self-rediscovery really and about the principles mm-hmm. um so yeah there's lots on the go at the moment but it just it does just kind of come from inspiration really from from wisdom I guess inspiration is another word for wisdom there's so many words but they all point to the same thing yeah. really. and everybody understands it through a different so, set of words so yeah exactly the better your vocabulary the more people you yeah. <laughs> that's what I find you know sort of um you know I said this in my podcast last last week I work from I work with people from the age of about five to 95 you know in all walks of life you know entrepreneurs business people politicians young kids you know you name it it is it's 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 difficult to see I only work with this kind of person because I you know I just I just it's yeah. just to, to, to be that way but it's interesting how my vocabulary changes when I'm working yeah. with a five-year-old or an eight-year-old versus I'm working with a you know a, a 60 year old or you know or older but that yeah. isn't a conscious decision no it just no. happens yeah I love that it's yeah because everybody is everybody hears it in their own way and it's just it's just I think it's exploring with people isn't it that's what mm-hmm. I love to do is kind of explore not teach the principles perfect and not you know not it's it's more like pointing to it in a way that makes sense for them and I think that's why one-to-ones can work really nicely because people get to really explore in their own lives what the principles looks like for them or Uh, yeah I love that Nicole I think that's an incredibly important point you've raised that most of our life we're brought up to intellectually understand life yeah and when we try to teach the principles from an intellectual space we're just feeding the left side of our brains really yeah you know and people will say to you oh, I get it I understand I know what you're saying but they don't they don't understand they get it yeah. from an intellectual space but not from that experiential space and to me that's the difference yeah. between teaching and sharing yeah and almost actually the other way the other way around with my clients as well I've, I've seen that kind of they've done courses and and they think they don't get it for some reason yeah. like no you definitely do <laughs> it's already yeah. there there's nothing to get <laughs> I, I get that too you know people yeah. that, that are like what's the feeling you know, people keep talking about they don't know what the feeling is and I'm like oh my god you do <laughs> Everybody <laughs> does. you've all experienced it and it's just pointing them back yeah back yeah, to exactly. their own wisdom their own you know innate intelligence yeah what's your book going to be called Nicole and when are you going to publish it yeah, so I'm working with a publisher at the moment, so um, fingers crossed, I haven't got a date for it yet, um, but it's it's basically all about self-rediscovery, um, because for me, that's been my journey, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, using that along with kind of case study and, and just kind of, yeah, again, dropping people into that feeling, and, and I think what's interesting, because I, I, I throw some of my poetry in there as well, um, because I think people have always kind of resonated with my poetry, it's like it kind of drops them in. To that feeling um which is nice so it's just like a mixture of everything <laughs> all, into, all in one book <laughs> oh that's lovely and you talk i know that you do one-to-one intensives and mm. you do you know group work all that kind of stuff just like me 
tell us a bit more about <clears> that in case anybody listening is interested and where are you based in yeah. the world Nicole? Yeah so I'm based in London actually I'm I'm kind of um, traveling all over at the moment I'm a bit, bit of a nomad um, <laughs> so, um, so all over but, but I do all my work um, well some of my work online some of them I do um, I do intensive so I work with people one-to-one um, helping them really just have a half day of, of just diving into this feeling not again not teaching it making sense of it in their own in their own way um basically by having a little bit of a mini retreat so it's kind of nice we just meet and have a chat um, somewhere like cozy by the fire and and then go for a walk in nature because nature teaches us so much so there's there's that element of of how I help people which is always lovely um and then I work with people one-to-one um in three-month programs um, which can kind of be bespoke to how people feel is right um and then I'm looking at creating something online as well, like an online group course. Mm. And I run workshops. I kind of do loads of different things, really. No, it's lovely. No, I'm glad yeah. you're doing all of that. And I mean, it, it, needs, to, it needs to happen. It really does. Yeah. Now, your self-discovery summit is still on. You've mentioned Michael Neal. I know that you've had Amy mm. Johnson on it. And you've had, mm-hmm. I think, Jenny. Jenny yes, Jenny and Dave well. and Jessie Lynn McDonald <clears throat> as well. Oh, and Jessie's lovely. I love Jessie. Yeah. Yeah. So is it still going on and how can people find out about it? Yes, it is. So um, it's on till the end of March. Um, and basically, if you go to my website, which is just www.nicolebarton.co.uk and that's spelled N-I-C-O-L-E-B-A-R-T-O-N. It's okay, I'll put it in the blog. <laughs> yeah, I know, just in case. Because <laughs> I'm always like, God, people will spell my name. I know, I just, I love spell it out. So I just wanted you to do that. <laughs> Um, and, and it's just um, in the inspiration section. It's called Online Summit. Um, and yeah, it's just in there. So they just have to pop their pop their details in and sign up. And there's a members area they'll get access to. And there's just all the replays are in there. But we're, we're usually live um, mm-hmm. every Friday. Uh, with a different speaker until the end of March. So, um, so yeah, it's exciting. It's so nice to have those conversations. A bit like you, you know, just having a conversation is just beautiful. So kind of, <laughs> again, that exploration. We, yeah, we kind of seek out without thinking about it, like-minded souls. Yeah. You know, and it, it just sort of validates, you know, the space that we're in, the space that, that, that we live in most of the time because we're human. Yeah. <laughs> God knows I don't live there all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love when I don't live there all the time because it gives me something new to learn, something fresh yeah. to see. So um, I do like the speed bumps. The speed bumps are fun. Yeah. In the main, in the main. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless I get in my own way. So yeah. Nicole, here's a question for you. What makes you unashamedly human? Ooh. That's a good question. <laughs> Unashamedly human. <sighs> I don't know. I guess just we're all just human. That's the thing. So I think one of the things that I always point to is that we can we can often point so much to kind of how easy life is with the principles. But it's for me, it's about seeing that it's okay to not be okay or not feel okay as well. And I think that's something that I like to share because although I talk about suffering a fair bit um, because that was kind of how I felt my experience was. Um, But it's like we have a lighter experience of suffering, but we do still often get into our suffering, you know, day to day, even if, even if that looks like anxiety or overwhelm, you know, we can always have experiences 
of suffering. Um, and it's okay for that to happen. You know, I think when we, when we get caught up in, in, in the principles, it cannot sometimes seem like, oh, it's just a thought. It doesn't matter. Mm. But it's, it's like, well, no, because we do still have feelings from thoughts and we can hold ourselves whilst we're in that space, but it will just pass. So for me, it's like seeing that, yes, we're human and, and life is kind of going up and down and up and down. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, it's allowing that part of our, our humanness, I guess. absolutely that's beautiful not getting in the way of it just (laughs) not getting in the way of it letting that happen yeah nicole thank you so much for being a guest on the unashamedly human podcast i will make sure everybody has your details everybody knows (laughs) everybody knows that your instagram you know follow you on there because our writing really is beautiful it's so so gentle i mean it really is it's like waves washing over you when you read um, nicole's poetry it's beautiful and i highly recommend it so again thank you nicole Thank you. Thank you for the, yeah, the lovely, that's left me with a nice feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. See you soon, Nicole. Thank you. You could be larger than life. Oh